You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, everybody, and welcome back into another episode of Locked On Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in action talking all things Texas A&M, and today... Let's just get you caught up on everything you might have missed this past week. I know that I wasn't here on Friday. I went out of town. Back today, let's get caught up on everything that happened over the weekend. What is going on? And let's talk a little bit about the NFL draft upcoming. A little bit more about Kellen Mond. I was on a podcast recently, and we talked a lot about what I like about him, what I don't like about him, and where I think he could best fit. Before we begin, make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson. I am the host of the show, and I love public feedback. Anything you can do to make this a more quality-sounding podcast Monday through Friday, give me a follow, give me a shout-out, and I will add it into the mix. Secondly, Locked on Aggies. Locked on Aggies is your number one source for all things 12-man-related content found here on LOP. You can always subscribe on iTunes, listen on Spotify, and if you can't do any of that, listen live every single day at LockedOnPodcast.com. All right, so let's just get you caught up on some big things that you might have missed coming out of College Station this past weekend. The first one is a player no longer will be with the team going into the 2021 season. Defensive tackle Jonathan Josh Rogers, my bad, will be entering the transfer portal. Rogers took to Twitter on, I believe it was Monday night, stating that he would no longer be a part of the program and looking for opportunities elsewhere. In a tweet, he said, I would first like to thank how grateful and blessed I am to receive the opportunity. Uh, Thank you, Texas A&M, for the opportunity of a lifetime. God is good. I want to thank the special thanks to Coach Sublin, Coach Fisher, Coach David Turner, and Coach Robinson for not only being great coaches, but also helping me develop into the great young man. Being able to say that I have a degree from TAMU, Texas A&M University, is an amazing experience. And I am proud of myself and appreciate all the loved ones, friends, and teammates that have supported me. With that being said, I've decided to enter my name into the transfer portal and continue my football career elsewhere. Thanks and gigum, j Now, again, I think that it's really strange. Not strange. I think that's a wrong word. I think it's very noble of a player to understand. Listen, I got my degree. I'm ending things on my own terms and I'm trying to play. A lot of people don't understand when you are an early recruit, when you get a, you get asked to join a team, a team like AM, and you're part of this big time recruiting class, and you're part of this you know big time system, and the facilities are great. You also want to be a player who represents that university, and more so, you want to be a player that represents that university on the field. Yeah, you can do well in the classroom. Yes, you can be. Of, you know, you can be a great standout teammate, but if you're not on the field and you're trying to make an NFL dream a reality, you're not going to be able to make that happen if you're second or third on the depth chart. Really, I would say third on the depth chart. Second, sometimes you get to really see your stat, stat, status boost up, especially with injury, but if you're third on the depth chart and you're a little bit older, it's a lot harder for you to gain that respect. Rodgers played in four games as a backup in 2018. He was on a depth chart that included Dalen Mag, Justin Matabike, and Jaden Peavy, with Peavy serving as the third defensive tackle in the rotation. He was even behind Bobby Brown, who really stepped up at the very end of the 2019 season. Uh, and in 2018, 
he was really behind on everyone else. Rodgers played in 10 games in 2019, as you saw more action with the departure of Dalen Mack, but Bobby Brown moved ahead of him in the rotation and would uh, end up being the starting nose tackle. He totaled five tackles with 1.5 tackles for losses during his 10 games. As a senior in high school, Rodgers produced 35 tackles, 25 solo tackles, three quarterback sacks, and 13 tackles for losses. He was a consensus three-star out of the 2017 recruiting class for Houston Christian High School, a private school. He ranked anywhere between the top 25 and top 100 defensive tackle prospects, depending on everyone's big boards. However, Rodgers received a mixed grade as a top 100 player within the state of Texas. He committed to A&M on signing day. He was basically the very last member to verbally commit to them. He also had offers from Oklahoma, which made a giant push for him, along with Houston and Ole Miss. At the time, Rodgers appeared to be the veteran of the team. Uh, he spent most of his time playing uh, defensive tackle in high school. They tried to play him a little bit elsewhere. They tried to play him at defensive end. They tried to play him as a nose tackle, and he just never found his footing. So instead, he will have one year of eligibility remaining because of the uh, NCAA giving every player that extra year of eligibility, and now he will have a shot to go elsewhere. The question is, what does this mean for AM? Harsh reality, I, I, it sounds terrible, and, and I don't mean to be rude when I talk about Josh's way, but it really isn't that bad. The, he did not see any action during the 2020 season. He was a full-time backup in the 2020 season. I know that sounds terrible. I know that set does not sound good. But when you're that deep down on the depth chart, you were the third stringer on the team. It's probably best at this point for you to find another team. If you're trying to boost your stock even a little bit for the NFL, it's impossible for anyone to see tape and then go, oh, well, he didn't play in 2020 because of he was throwing the depth chart, but watch his first step. People immediately are going to throw you to the side. At best, you're getting a, uh, a, a free agent rookie tryout. Tryout. Not even a contract. You're getting a tryout. Instead, you go to another university, you graduate from A&M, you get your college degree, and maybe a team like Houston who wanted you back in you know, 2017 is willing to take you on again. Maybe a smaller school like an Incarnate Word, like what Jacob Cabote did. Or maybe even a school like Lamar. Or one of these programs that definitely has produced NFL talent because if you're coming from a bigger university, you'll become a bigger star. My mom always told me when I was a little kid, you can either be a big fish in a little pond or you could be an uh, average-sized fish in the ocean. When kids go to these major universities, that's what they are. Now, every once in a while, you start getting the great whites. You get the hammerhead sharks. You get the blue whales. You get the orcas. You get the dolphins. You get the people who are role players, and they're, they're, they enhance over time. But most people are just guppies. They're salmon. They're trout. They're just fish. In the ocean. They're not these superstars that everyone makes them out to be. But when you go to, you know, a smaller university, an FCS school, like a Sam Houston State or a Stephen F. Austin or a Lamar or a McNeese, you're in a good spot. You're in a great spot, actually. And you have a very good chance 
to not only bolster your overall statistics, but you also have a shot to really stand out as the guy on the team. And at this point, I think that's the best case of action for him if he's trying to play. So, Josh, congratulations. Gig him forever. And I wish you nothing but the best of luck in your next place of play. You want to know what I really don't like? I don't like paying extra for anything. I mean, recently, I just had to cancel my gym membership because of that I was able to get a lesser deal by just going in and signing up again. So why would I want to pay for a car part that I have to go get installed, then I have to drive the car there, pay a service fee, pay an installment fee, when I can just do it for a fraction of the price if I just had the tools? Now I do with rockauto.com. RockAuto.com is an online auto parts service system that has been serving customers for the past 20 years. They have everything from brake pads to tail lamps to engine modules. So whether it's for building up a old classic or doing your daily driver, you will have the opportunity to view their unique catalog and find the parts you're looking for. Plus, RockAuto.com always comes with the low, low price. Just simply type in how much you want to pay and they will give you an exact estimate. Go visit rockauto.com and you type in locked on on the how to hear about section so they know that we sent you. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the auto parts you will ever need. Rockauto.com is the place to be. Locked on Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back talking all things Texas AM. Guys, 25 minutes. If you give me 25 minutes of your day, I will get you caught up on everything you need to know about the sporting world. Well, Maybe not me, but Peter Bukowski and the Locked On Today podcast. Peter breaks down all major sports in America, including the MLB season in full swing and the upcoming NFL draft. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast listening systems. So let's keep talking about Texas A&M and transfers and how another player is not going to be part of the 12th man program next season. It's a name you're definitely going to know. It's Savion Flag. Everyone figured that, I wouldn't say really figured, I would say that When the season kind of went away, and at this point, players are just trying to do the best that they can to either make a tournament or really step up, and when you see how teams react and how dangerous teams can be and how easy it is to win a tournament in a different conference when you're a talented player, they're going to go for it, I would say, 10 out of 10. So, Savion Flag, he was the name. Like, like Quentin Jackson, if he were to leave, that would be the big name. Or Emmanuel Miller, if he were to leave, that would be the big name. But it was J.J. Chandler, it was Kevin Marfo, and it was Savion Flag. Those were the big names that left. Uh, we're still waiting to figure out where Chandler's going to go, where Marfo's going to go. But we do now know exactly where Savion Flag will be finishing up his career. He will be staying in the state of Texas, but... He'll be going a little bit more up the road on I-45 down to Huntsville to play for the Sam Houston State Bearcats. He posted on Instagram, I believe it was Tuesday morning, if I'm not mistaken, that he would be able to go. Now, everyone was asking, well, how could he go? Well, the NCAA did give a waiver to any sport that was granted next year of eligibility due to the COVID-19 pandemic. 
He still is on campus at Texas A&M, though, right now to finish his degree before leaving as a graduate transfer. Flag was a mainstay in the starting lineup over the past three seasons, including being a big-time player in Billy Kennedy's Sweet 16 run during his freshman campaign in 2018. The former Top 100 prospect finished his career at A&M with 1,030 points while appearing in 109 games as a member of the Fighting Aggies. In announcing his intention to transfer last month, Flag thanked Williams and the rest of the coaching staff for having the opportunity to receive a degree from Texas A&M. I think a lot of people look at this as the big key pickup that's going to be needed for this team, the Bearcats, in 2021. This was actually a very good Bearcat team. They went 19-9 overall last season. They went 13-3 in the Southland Conference. They're looking to find a new leading scorer with Zach Nuttall leaving for SMU after uh, capturing the Southland Conference Player of the Year honors last season. Flag can be that guy. Flag is a high point scorer. Flag is someone who can shoot from all around the perimeter. He can win low. He can play from behind the arc. He's He was, in my opinion, the second most consistent shooter A&M had this season. And he's going to be very much missed on this team. So what does this mean for A&M? This is where, again, I brought this up before, where you need a guy like an Andre Gordon to really step up. You need a Quentin Jackson to be more than just your one-trick pony. You need these guys to start playing more consistently. The one player who was consistent, and I'm gonna, I'm not even gonna throw a flag in this, this mark because he wasn't. The one player who was playing consistently enough was Emmanuel Miller. That was it. Without Miller, this would have been a really hard team to watch every single week. Miller. Consistently was averaging, not a double-double, but he was averaging double-digit points. He was being effective as a rebounder. He was being effective in in steals. And everyone else kind of had their niche. The one who was probably the most complete outside of Miller was Flag. He did do a lot down low. He did force his way into steals. He did find a way to outbox players for rebounds. He did do a lot in the scoring department. He was the one who was at least somewhat consistent when shooting inside the paint. He was someone who was aggressive. And everyone else was just kind of a role player. It's always easier to have a team be successful when you have two or three front men with a few role players. It's also really great when you have a team that plays as many games as they did. I really consider the 2020, yeah, the 2020-2021 season a lost year. Honestly, if I was A&M and, and I was Buzz Williams and people were like, oh, well, Buzz is supposed to take us to the next level. He was, you know, SEC coach of the year. He, was, he, he brought us to a great finish. He got us to beat Auburn. We found a way to, you know, be successful. Well, yeah. He also missed eight games this year. And the driving force of games... Mid-season last year got AM to where they finished. They started winning and they started playing more collectively as a team last season. They did not this season because there was eight games where they just kind of sat around and was going, okay, are we playing today? It really was like that. Every single week it was, are we going to play today? So for Flag, I get it. You have a year of eligibility. This was a lost year at AM. A&M is that team that, in my opinion, hopefully can rebound next season. But the SEC is tough. 
I mean, Mississippi State was a dang good team, and they were the runner-up in the NIT. Like, that's how good Mississippi State is. Kentucky doesn't have back-to-back down years. I don't know if Alabama's going to be this powerhouse like everyone's kind of making them out to be. I do believe Nate Oates was the right hire, but I'm not sure if they're going to be the powerhouse. LSU, probably going to be consistent. You have Arkansas. Eric Musselman, great hire. It it looks like an amazing hire after two seasons. Took him to the Elite Eight. I mean, just think about that for a second. Took him to the Elite Eight in his second season. You then have LSU. They're still a pretty decent team. You have Ole Miss, who you can never really count out every single year. It's tough. So if you're Savion Flag and you're like, I would like to go to the NCAA tournament one time as a full-fledged starter, not as a role player, and have my shot to be part of that Cinderella story, Sam Houston State might actually be a team on the rise. So, to Savion Flag, best of luck to him. While the college basketball season is officially complete, the MLB season is back in full swing. And the one place we know that we love and we trust for you to make your bets this upcoming MLB season is at betonline.ag. BetOnline.ag gives you the best lines, the best payouts, and the best bets overall when you go visit them on social media at BetOnline underscore AG. They also give you highlight information to make sure you get your bets in on time and you walk out with a bigger payout each and every time you put your money down on a wager. Plus, stop sitting on the sidelines and get into the action. When you go visit BetOnline.ag, use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline.ag your online sportsbooks experts. Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Paul Thompson back in action, talking all things Texas A&M. The NFL Draft is less than three weeks away, and with it, it's time to start getting into NFL Draft action. When you listen to the Drafting Podcast with Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs, because they break down every single prospect, that way you don't have to, or listen to Locked On NFL Draft with Trevor Sykema and Benjamin Solak, Both of them break down their mock drafts, the best plets, and of course, the highest risers and low fan ceiling guys every single time you listen to their show. Subscribe on the Odyssey app or where you get your podcast listening systems. Speaking of the NFL draft, we're going to go back to Kellen Mond. Uh, This past week, it was yesterday, I was on a podcast, Uh, Lauren Cox, part of the Locked on Bears podcast. If you go listen to him. You heard me in the second and third segment. Really enjoyed my talk with him. Uh, locked on Bears guy. Now, the thing that we talked about a lot was, do we like Kellen Mond in Chicago? I said no. And it's not because I don't think he could be good in Chicago. I actually think he could be pretty decent in Chicago. Especially if the Bears were to take him with the second or their third round pick. I do believe Kellen Mond's going to go on day two. Like, let's just get out of the way. I think that he's going to go on day two. There's, there's always a team that's so necessarily needing a quarterback. And I could see him going on day two. But the question is, why don't I like him in Chicago? Well, simple. Their offensive line is a little bit rusty. They don't really have great weapons. They have good ones with uh, Darnell Mooney. You don't know if Allen Robinson's going to play. Yeah, as of right now, it says he is, but they could trade him to get more picks. They're still a, a team that feels very middle tier, and with Andy Dalton as the quarterback, it's a completely different style. Though I do think Andy Dalton, 
as the quarterback would work in the sense of, okay, great mentor. I do think that. But besides the mentor thing, I don't think that at all. I think I think Andy is a completely different style of quarterback than what Kellen is, and you can't have the two of them intersect each other every single day. So I went back, and I'm going to give my top three places I do think Kellen Mond would be successful as one of the names to watch for in the upcoming NFL draft. Number three to me would be, right now today, the Los Angeles Rams. Let's be real. Matthew Stafford will always be a Detroit Lion. No matter how you put it, no matter what uniform you put him in, he will be remembered as a Detroit Lion. That's just me. That, that's exactly what I think. I know a lot of people are always going to say, well, you know what? It's good that at 33, he is going to a team that is trying to win now when another team accepts the fact that they are rebuilding. I get that. But let's keep in mind that Jared Goff won 41 games underneath Sean McVay. They brought in a new offense coordinator last year in Kevin O'Connell. O'Connell worked with uh, Washington early on during his time with um, Sean McVay. You know, they were there for a split second, but he sees the young, innovative coach. Very similar to another coach who's going to get matched on this list. Shane Waldron, as the uh, as the pass game coordinator, as the quarterback coach, goes to Seattle. They're going to allow him to expand the offense. This is an offense that moves fast, is complex in the sense of what are your reads and progressions, but is very easy to manipulate with the weapons that they have there, with the offensive line they have there, with a hopeful rebounding run game. You know, Daryl Henderson, is he going to step up? Cam Akers actually did a pretty decent job as a rookie. And there is a need for a long-term quarterback. How many years are we going to see Stafford in a Rams uniform? Three? Four? Maybe maybe five? If he goes for five, this would be a waste of a pick. But if it's, if it's, three or f- if it's two or three... I don't believe that it's that bad because you at least know what you're getting with Kellen Mott. You're getting a guy who has the intangibles, he has the tools, he has the mechanics, but he's always been kind of a little bit unorthodox, and he still is. Sean McVay can make him orthodox. He could transform him into a player that's really, really well-rounded overall. I think it's a really good fit. I think that learning under Stafford would be great. Number two, I know a lot of people are not going to like this one, but it's New England. You have a dual threat quarterback in Cam Newton. You have a guy who understands passing in Josh McDaniels. You have the greatest coach of all time in Bill Belichick. They're getting better with weapons. If they go address the wide receiver need at pick 15 to pair up with Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne, with a Devonta Smith, with a uh, Jalen Waddle, you add another weapon. Maybe Nikhil Harry comes out in 2021. You got two tight ends. One's an H-back who can do a lot in the short game. One's a well-rounded tight end in Hunter Henry. There's a lot to like there. Most of all, he's got his... I would say he has a better arm than Cam Newton right now. He's more mobile than Cam is, but Cam can teach him several things when it comes to being a quarterback. A quarterback. On the team. 
So to me, it makes a lot of sense. You have Cam for another year. Maybe Kellen Mond is your future guy. Maybe he isn't. But you get him in the system. You get him to learn. And I do think he would make a lot of sense. Finally, number one, it's the Washington football team. I think Scott Turner's system is going to rely on a lot of quick hits to speedy guys. You know, fast. Let them do most of the work after the catch. That's what Scott Turner wanted this offseason when they added guys like Curtis Samuel. When they got guys like Antonio Gibson last season. They added players who would implement a positivity to where the quarterback can be a little bit of a problem. And instead of, you know, upgrading every single season and going, oh, well, we can't, you know, we can't win with this guy. You build with speed. You let the speed take over. They added Curtis Samuel. They have Antonio Gibson. They have a great, reliable slot receiver in Adam Humphreys. They have a good, I would say, an up-and-coming number one. He's a very high-end number two in most systems in Terry McLaurin. And you have a veteran guy there in Ryan Fitzpatrick who will teach you everything you need to know about playing quarterback and how every system is different. You don't need to go ahead and take an early pick on a quarterback when you can fix the offensive line, which is pretty decent overall. You can fix the defense, which is really good overall. And they have weapons. Kellen Mond needs to be in a system that has everything there. He needs to be the guy who just shows up. Washington is a team that needs a quarterback badly for their future. But they also have a guy who can win in 2021, and then you can figure it out in 2022. Washington makes the most sense to me for Kellen Mond as of today. That's going to do for this edition of Locked on Aggies. Make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked on Aggies. On tomorrow's show, players spoke for the first time during spring practice. What did they have to say on their situation? We'll be discussing that. We will see you tomorrow. And remember, kick them y'all. This has been Locked on Aggies. Presented by the Locked on Podcast Network.